Hey, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, your host. And this week, Pastor Robin continuing our series, A Year to Thrive. Here's a short clip of that. If you're tired of others lying and cheating, deceiving and exploiting, then honor God with your life. If you're tired of being afraid of the next crisis or catastrophe, then honor God with your life. If you're tired of feeling lonely and disconnected and isolated, we hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like, go to c3pottstown.com and plan a visit to join us in person next Sunday. Well, last week we talked about honoring God. Our first point keyed in on what we shouldn't do. Scripture says that we need to be careful we're not chasing idols. Then we talked about specifically honoring the Lord with our lives and our lifestyles. When we honor God with our lives, we also honor what he values the most. Do you know what God values the most? It's people. How do we know that? Because Jesus made it very clear when a question was asked of him. The question was, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And then he went on to say, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So loving God and loving our neighbors are intertwined with each other. I'm starting your notes now if if you're following along with your notes. When we love God, then we will seek to serve and love our neighbors. This reflects the the way honor extends beyond our direct relationship with God and encompasses other people. The concept of, of honor in God's word usually includes a sense of community, which is both personal, such as family, friends, and public, like acquaintances, authorities, government officials. In scripture, we see that honor was something given by others within the community and often reflected on that person's family, even to their extended family. And we also need to keep in mind that honor and shame carry great weight. They carry great weight during the times of Jesus when he was on the earth. See, showing public honor to a person revealed their good deeds to everyone while shame cast a stain. Well, God's word often urges us to honor those whom others shun, ignore, and reject. You see, Jesus never hesitated to love, heal, and forgive. And who did he love, heal, and forgive? Everyone. Sinners, outcasts, rejects of society. He mingled with tax collectors and fishermen and prostitutes, with those in the the Jewish religious establishment. They thought these people were unworthy of their notice. When the Pharisees asked Jesus, why do you do this? 
Why do you include all these desirables in your circle? Here's what he said. He said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Oh man, Jesus talking right to the religious people there. And you know something? If you feel, you're watching right now or you're in this room, you feel that you don't need forgiveness for your life, the way that your life is living, you have a religious spirit. You need to turn that to the grace of God. You see, Christ came to serve those in need and to save the lost. He ignored class structure, you know, and bias based on gender, race, religion, age, education. I mean, he ignored all that. Jesus addressed the hearts of people willing to drop their pretenses and defenses and reminded us that we are to focus on our own sins and not on the sins of others. God's word reinforces Jesus' example plainly. Listen to what it says in James. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? But he didn't stop there. He gave us an example. Listen to what he says. Suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry and another one comes who is poor, dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but say to the poor one, you can stand over there. You can sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? You see, favoritism, racism, bias, and discrimination not only dishonor other people, but they dishonor God. Each of us is his child created in his image while being uniquely made for distinct purposes. The Bible tells us we all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. We can help everyone thrive. And that's what this is all about. We can help everyone thrive when we honor what God has placed in each person. You see, honor takes the high road. Just like love isn't boastful, proud, arrogant, selfish, greedy, or spite, spiteful, honor sees the goodness of God and draws others' attention to it. Honor plays fair and calls out the best in everyone. Cheating and winning at, at any cost erodes and tarnishes any sense of attainment. Listen to what Paul told to Timothy. He says, hey, athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. His, his point is we got to follow the rules, God's rules. Follow what he says. You see, there's never honor, not the kind that reflects the character of Christ and his word, in doing whatever it takes to beat other people. Well, let's move on. Honor maintains a lifestyle that reflects God. How does it reflect God? It reflects his glory, his grace, his goodness, his generosity. Here's what we're told in 1 Corinthians. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who is given to you by God? 
You do not belong to yourself. Think about that. Do you, you like talking to someone who everything is me, my, and I? We belong to God. We belong to him. How we act, which habits we keep, and what we do all reflect the extent to which we honor God in our lives. When we resist sexual immorality, we control our bodies in holiness and honor to please God. We have, when we have no restraints or self-discipline, we yield ourselves to dishonorable passions, as Paul calls them. Honoring our bodies as homes of God's spirit is more than abstaining from immorality, though. It means abstaining from uh, or being responsible stewards of the precious gift of life that he's given us. Used to have a, a lady in the church. She died in her 90s. I, I knew her back before that she hit her 90s, and she was ready to go to heaven. She was ready to go. And, and she would tell me all the time, I can't wait till the Lord takes me to heaven. And one time I was, I was in Philadelphia with her son and, and she had just gone through a procedure and, and we were in the uh, recovery room waiting for her to wake up and uh, she opened her eyes and she looked at me and I don't know if this was a cut or not. She says, this isn't heaven. <laughs> and I looked at her, I says, nope, it's not. I says, you know, you gotta wait till the Lord calls you to heaven. He's still got something planned for you. We've got to honor God in everything we do. Honor him. We should respect our physical bodies, doing what promotes good health and prevents injury and disease. Self-care is not selfish, sinful, and indulgent. Um, they don't honor God. I'm sorry. Yeah, selfish sin. Let's move on. We show our gratitude and our appreciation to our creator by taking care of our physical, mental, emotional, and, and psychological needs. So we, we've talked about what honor is. We've talked about what honor looks like. Now, our last point this morning is the secret to thriving. Because that's what, that, that's what this year is all about. It's thriving in God. Our life thriving and not just surviving. If we want to thrive and not just survive the trials and turmoils of everything that's going on around us. And what's going on? The lingering pandemic. Aren't you tired of this by now? I know I am. The economic uncertainty. And it's getting uncertain or uncertainer every day. The social unrest, we must honor God through it all in everything that we do. We have to stop allowing our worry, fear, anxiety, our depression, our shame to steal our joy, peace, power, and purpose that God gives us. One of the ways that we can defend against these powerful and draining emotions is practice habits that honor God. If you're tired of all the political gridlock and divisiveness, then honor God with your life. 
If you're tired of others lying and cheating, deceiving and exploiting, then honor God with your life. If you're tired of being afraid of the next crisis or catastrophe, then honor God with your life. If you're tired of feeling lonely and disconnected and isolated, then honor God with your life. The bottom line here is, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then honor God with your life. And how do we honor him each day of our lives? By claiming his promises each morning when you wake up, by refusing to listen to the lies of the devil, by residing in the power of the Holy Spirit, by obeying his word and spending time alone with him, by praising his holy name and worshiping him for who he is. Make a commitment to honor God with the life he has given you. Make a choice to embrace the abundant life of blessing that he honors you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm hearing an amen, but let me hear a few more. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm no different than you when it comes to thriving. I'm no different than you when it comes to facing all these things that are going on around us. But what I do know is that each of us have different gifts by the same giver. We have different tasks, but the same master. We have different challenges, but the same spirit, empowering us to overcome every giant and every obstacle and every hindrance that gets in our way. If you want to thrive, then it's time to shout to the Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thriving is about refusing to give up when others tell you, that something can't be done. It's about trusting God and stepping out in faith. It's about believing that the Bible, uh, the battle belongs to the Lord. It's about knowing who you are and whose you are. Thriving is about honoring and honoring is all about obedience. So friends, if you want to thrive, then we must stop whatever dishonors God in our lifetime. This ties to back, what I, back last week when I said that it's our life and our lifestyle that needs to honor him. We need to stop dishonoring God in our lives. We need to continue to do everything that honors him. Listen to what we're told in 1 Peter. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God, who is close to you, is holy. For the scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. And right now, I just want to take a moment before I move on to the end of this message, because some of you are, are battling with that in your minds. I know that. You're battling because you're saying to yourself, man, my, my life is anything but holy. God probably hates me. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, God doesn't hate you. And maybe your life hasn't been holy. Maybe it's been anything but holy. And at the end of this message, I wanna give you an opportunity to come to this altar and cry out to God and tell him, Lord, I, I need forgiveness for yesterday. I need forgiveness for what I did this morning. I need forgiveness for what I just thought a minute ago. And he'll forgive you and move on from right now on to live a holy life. And you're going to falter. We all falter. 
And God is there to pick you up and to forgive you when you cry out to him. You see, holiness is impossible by our own efforts and our own power. Holiness thriving in the power of the Holy Spirit is what we need. See, when we're led by the Spirit, we tap into the supernatural resources beyond our ability to measure um, or comprehend. It's It's bigger than us. It's more powerful than us. Honoring God by what you do empowers you to defeat the enemy and to claim victory for the kingdom of God. So many say that they want to thrive, but they refuse to submit to the full obedience of the Lord. You say, oh man, you're sitting here right now saying, I want to thrive. You're in your living room and you're watching this at this moment. You're saying, that, that's what I want to be. I want, I want to thrive. And, and all along, you have something planned for later on that you know doesn't honor God. And you're going to do it anyhow. You've got to turn from that. Turn from that. So many people want to thrive, but they refuse to submit. They want something they're not willing to pay for with their lives. You know, the old saying goes, grace is free, but it ain't cheap. The priceless gift of salvation can never be repaid, but we can honor the one who gave it to us by devoting our lives to him. God's word makes this clear. John told us in his first epistle, anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. Notice that we're told to practice righteousness. It doesn't say self-righteousness. We've got to remember it's not our power, not our efforts or our merit that determines our righteousness. It all falls on the blood of Jesus. We simply live as men and women who have been reborn, renewed, stripped of our old default settings and reprogrammed with divine directions. We're instructed because we have these promises, dear friends, Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially to spread the gospel further, please go to c3outlet.com slash give. Have a great week.